Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. My guest today is singer, multi-instrumentalist, activist, composer, educator, Sona Jobarte. She'll be performing at the Payamet Performing Arts Center Thursday, July 27th. Sona's performed at the Hollywood Bowl, WOMAD in Australia and New Zealand, and Symphony Space in New York City and all over Europe, in China, Africa, and Canada. Welcome, Sona. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. Your magic music is such strong medicine. Can you tell us about your musical lineage? Um, well, I was born into a, a griot family. This is a hereditary tradition from uh, West Africa, and uh, it was uh, it's uh, yeah something which um, uh, has been around for many centuries. It's a tradition which is hereditary. Um, so I was born into this tradition, which is the reason why I've pursued it. My expression of music is obviously reflecting the tradition, but at the same time, I try to bring something also a little bit new, a little bit different. I think, like reflective of my own life experiences as well. So, um, so obviously, it's 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 still recognizably traditional in that sense, but also innovative, uh, very innovative as well. You've spoken at summits at the United Nations and the World Health Organization, and you lecture on West African Monde music and culture, and you started academy in the Gambia. How did this path all begin? Tell us about your education mission. Uh, well, this uh, officially began in uh, 2015, which is when I first opened uh, some capacity of <clears throat> the capacity of the of the academy as it's known today. But it's something which was uh, longer than that in in the sense of my intentions to do so. And um, from around 2012, I was starting out um, in sort of initial beginnings of this um, project. But now it's obviously established as it is now as an academy. But its real mission and and, and sort of thought process behind it is really to bring a new uh, Africa-centered, Africa-focused education system for young people between the age of eight to 18 years old to really kind of challenge, I think, the status quo, which is still prevalent, I think, across most of Africa in relation to the education system that most people experience on the continent. And can you talk about some of the history behind where things have been at in the status quo? Uh, well, it's very much something which has been established um, during the period of colonialism that came to Africa. And there's an educa- certain type of education system that very much the one that the legacy of which we know now um there's been so much initiatives and uh you know work to to uh improve and reform and change the system but 
not so much a lot of effort to really uproot it and start again and really build an education system that is rooted in the culture, the identity, the traditions, and the and I think really the prospects also of the people that it's uh, that is aimed to teach. So this is really what I'm dedicated to doing at the academy is really bring a new education system that reflects the people that it's teaching. And can you talk a little bit about the philosophy behind this education system that actually reflects the values of the culture? Yeah, sure. I mean, the philosophy really is taken from, um, I think, examples where, which I believe in other parts of the world where the education system has been developed to really um, critically address um, the challenges of the society, but also very much to to um, to reflect and support and, and boost the um, confidence of people and young people of um, from uh, of wherever the country is that they are based. Um, so this is really kind of the roots of the education system. Um, and therefore, culture is a really, really innate part of that education system. Music is, of course, one aspect of culture. It's the one that most people focus on because I'm a musician and obviously music is so appealing. But that is just one aspect of it. You know, there are so many other manifestations of culture which are also very integrally involved within the academy curriculum um, that, again, support and help that sense of agency, sense of self, sense of confidence and pride in who the students are and the traditions and the cultures that they are from. So that is from, you know, the basic level of just being able to, for example, speak their own languages within the school community because still to this day, you know, sadly, a lot of schools still don't um, bring people's languages um, into school. It's still foreign languages spoken within schools. It's also being able to um, to dress in their own clothing rather than having to, again, adopt foreign clothing. It's being able to learn about one's own history, one's own traditions um, first before studying other people's. And that's really a really important um, uh, step to really for people to have that sense of self-worth Yes, which is really critical to academic success and also, you know, mind, body and spirit uh, happiness and the development of community and like you said, agency. Can you talk a little bit more about your vision for these kinds of innovations and reclamations being continent wide, right? Yeah, so this is really for me, uh, the Academy, the Gambia Academy is for me a blueprint. It's by no means um, something that I want to set up as a unique institution. It's no means something that I want to be special in or unique in any way. The whole point of this mission is to really just set up a blueprint and also to be able to demonstrate effectively what happens if you do expose students to a different model that does, uh, you know, put them uh, at the center of their daily experience. Um, and so, so for me, that is the springboard uh, which we will use to be able to introduce this into other countries. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a huge undertaking that I'm taking. I'm by no means uh, disillusioned by the, the mountain I have to climb because it's absolutely huge. Um, but I'm starting within the literacy curriculum and and you know i'm working as well now uh, fortunately um have the opportunity to work with um you know well-established and amazing curriculum developers from um around the world now to be working on a scalable model for that curriculum so that it is something that can be formalized something that can be introduced and put out and rolled out into other schools not just in the gambia but beyond the borders of the gambia as well 
Well, it's such incredible work. And um, can you speak to your work speaking at the World Health Organization and the United Nation summits? So my role at those different different capacities, I mean, one one was focused, there's areas that are different areas of focus. There's a lot of focus on uh, gender empowerment, so as in women's empowerment within entrepreneurship and business and so on. Um, I speak about... Um, the importance, obviously, of education uh, in connection with infrastructure development, social development, um, and economic growth within countries as well. Um, and also speak about um, the uh, the importance of um, uh, culture being reflected within um, social planning. So that's, for example, within urban development as well to understand and, uh, and to also make make sure that that reflects the cultural norms of society. So those are kind of the areas, some of the areas that I've been um, uh, speaking on in on those platforms. Um, but it all really very much still centralizes very much about that key sort of foundational um, campaign that I'm still you know, very much behind, which is still that that first step that people take in communities is still education. You know, that is still the first experience that that is the area that we start to shape the minds and the mentality of people. So it's all very well putting a lot of em emphasis and efforts into um, uh, training and developing communities. But if we haven't really set the foundations for the mentality to sustain that uh, growth and, uh, and develop and we still will continue to see those repeat patterns of things continuing to fail over longer periods of time. I don't know how you find time to do everything. 
um, but can you talk a little bit about your album? Yeah, sure. So the the latest album, Barinyakumo, was um, a, a, an album that. Well, you say time. This took a long time. It was uh, unbelievably seven years in total. So I started the first song, which was released in 2015, Gambia, and the last one was, I mean, finalized this year, earlier this year. Um, but obviously, you know, with all the other stuff that I've had going on with the academy and touring and all the rest, it's been very hard to be able to focus, you know, um, enough time on being able to finalize the album. So one of the main reasons it's taken so long. Um, but this album is really important for me because of the fact that I really wanted to also bridge the gap. And I do believe it is a gap currently, um, unfortunately, when it comes to musicianship, when it comes to artistry and social change. And I'm wanting to, I think, uh, many ways on this album to start to bond that gap, to be able to not have to embody two different types of two different personalities you know the one that is so-called the social activist the one is the public speaker and the one that is actually the artist and to actually state that these are the same things you know this is the means by which music is the means by which we can actually touch and communicate with the wider communities some of these messages that we wish to share and to spread and to support so um, this is also you know hoping for me my also ambition hope is that you know there are more up-and-coming young artists not just in those in my academy beyond that who also will start to think a little bit more critically about their also role within society because music has always had a very very integral role um with society in you know from the beginning of time when it comes to humanity and so it's only in recent times in in, in relation to the history of humanity that music has been so commercialized and made into this sort of sellable viable product uh, that becomes more and more detached from society and uh, and again a sense of accountability for artists to also be contributing to society in positive ways so this for me is also that that sort of statement that there needs to be a reconnection with that uh, accountability for arts and artists to also be contributing to society and social development mm. well you have a beautiful vision and i couldn't agree anymore <laughs> thank you so much Sona. you're welcome Jabarte will be performing at the Payment Performing Arts Center Thursday, July 27th, so everyone should go get tickets.
to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Theme music is provided by Mazen. You can find her website at mazenmusic.com. That's M A E S Y N 